Listener Production. Welcome to today's episode of Footy Talk. A couple of good games to talk you through. Gee, what about the highlights of the Adelaide Oval? The Crows took on the West Coast Eagles. And over in Perth, it's Frio and the Tigers. All of that to come on Footy Talk. Chris Dittmar, Dom Cassisi with you at the Adelaide Oval. Tex Walker, that is what the game was all about. Oh, it was. It was just, uh, we'll, you know, we were so blessed to be here and witness it firsthand. And, and the, you know, there was a, it was a packed stadium. They got up and about. And it was going to be a big night just for his 250th alone, let alone the 10 goals that came with it. Well, how can you say that a 122-point drubbing was an enjoyable night at the footy? But it was. The atmosphere, the noise, and the way that he lit up the place. 30 seconds into the game, he kicked a very, very good goal. He then laid two big tackles to give Rankin a goal. And it just kept going, didn't it? Oh, he, he, he just got on a massive momentum roll, didn't he? And, you know, he was, he was able to get mismatches for a fair chunk of that first half. You know, West Coast were undermanned, but he exposed them. He was covering the ground so well. You know, they were, they were looking for him. They were yep. hitting him yep. up, and, and he was converting. So he looked so dangerous up there. But, um, you know, just a really enjoyable game. You know, great to see him with his family. Um, you know, it was just a really momentous occasion, and any football lover would have loved seeing that. Yeah, for sure. Um, where's he at at the moment? So much talk about does he play next year. Look, he has to play next year. He's leading the Coleman. He kicks 10 goals in a performance like this one. So he's not done. He's not dusted. I personally think he's just about playing the best footy of his career. Yeah, I think you're right, you know. And, and, and what, what's helping him is that their team's getting better. You know, they've added some really good talent. They've got a lot of a lot better kicks in their team. Their, their ball movement's more predictable. So it's hard enough for key forwards, let alone playing in a poor team. So he's in a good team now and he's starting to, uh, he's starting to hit the scoreboard. All right, it's all about Tex Walker, 10-goal Texan, and uh, I know he'll celebrate long and hard. I want to ask you about the additions to the Crows. You said they're a good team now, but Dawson has really added some class and so has Rankin. They are two real good pickups. They are. You know, Dawson is just, he's just elite. I mean, you know, even tonight he's... You know, He's centre bounce, then he's on the wing, then he's half back, he's forward. He's so flexible and he plugs so many holes for him. But his his ability to use the ball by foot, he takes those hard kicks. He he changes their ball movement. He goes through the corridor and and their game runs off the back of it. So he's just been outstanding. And then for Rankin, you know, he's kicked three goals too again tonight, twenty disposals. So you know, inside fifty, he's so damaging. And once again, he's just added to the class of the Crows. He doesn't waste the ball. Yeah. He hits targets, hits the scoreboard. I reckon there's a bloke we're going to talk about a lot too in the next five years, and that's Riley Thilthorpe. Yeah, you're right. He's two goals tonight, but it's more the way he moves. You know, for a guy his size, they're so hard to find. He's so mobile. But on top of that, his ability to use the ball by foot as well. So you can just see that they want to be a good kicking team. So even their tall guys, they're trying to trade him in that can kick well. And, you know, he, he laid off a few. He's kicked some beautiful kicks inside the corridor and, that's what's really hard to find in tall players. So they found a real winner there. All right. Just before we move on from the Crows, once again, a final word on Tex Walker. How many score involvements tonight? 17 score involvements, wow. 10 goals too. So he did it all. It was a, <laughs> he it kicked was... One, when he kicked his teeth, he then kicked one out in the fall. The crowd <laughs> wanted to kill him. I know. But um, oh, it was just good to see, man. He was so hungry for those goals, mm. and the players looked after him. Yeah. Let's talk about the West Coast Eagles. This, this is a real bad story at the moment. Um, Bernie Vince made a comment during our call that, you know, the three bottom sides that you expected to be down there this year, so you've got Hawthorne, North Melbourne and West Coast Eagles. The other two actually give an effort. Yes. And in fact, Hawthorne were involved in a big upset this weekend, could have won two other games, lost to the Crows by three points, lost narrowly uh, in gather round in Adelaide to the GWS. They fight games out, they've won some games, and they really, really 
you know, put pressure on at times. North Melbourne are the same. North Melbourne are a bottom team, but gee, they give it everything they've got. West Coast at the moment give nothing. Yeah, you're right. There's, there's, there is that definitely. And you know what's really hard to get your head around is that is is that you look at some you know some of the ball ups or some of the set plays where mm. they're, they work on that so many hours during the week, and then there'd, there'd be a stoppage and there'd be no players there, there'd be no direction, and Crows just walk through, and that's what's unforgivable. It's like. What are they doing? Where's the leadership and, and, and where's their young, how are their young players going to grow in that sort of environment? So they've got some really big things to sort out. I mean, even tonight, like the centre bounces, they backed in their experienced guys. They were in there pretty much most centre bounces and they got absolutely smashed. So they're going to make a call on, you know, if we're going to lose by 100 points, let's lose by 100 points playing our next batch of young midfielders in the centre bounce and yeah. getting them to learn. But yeah. at the moment, they're sort of hedging their bets a bit. So tell me this, you've, you've been at a club, when you were at Port Adelaide as captain, you went through some hard years. How do you convince Oscar Allen, Bailey Williams, and players like that, Kelly's come to the club, players like that, how do you convince them, Dom, in this sort of situation, stick fat, stick with us, we're going to be okay? Because they're not going to be okay for a few years. No, they're not. I mean, the Oscar Allen one's interesting. He's, he is born and bred WA, so you know he's at home. Is he going to be prepared to ride it out? But, you know, at the end of the day, you come to an age in your footy career where you want to win and you want to have success. So um, the challenge for them is how they retain their interstate players, you know, when they are like this. And, and they're going to have opposition teams trying to get their best players out of there because they yeah. are vulnerable. So yeah. it's a big it's a big issue that West Coast are going to have to deal with. But um, they're, they're going to have to, to retain these players. You know, it's going to come down to... What are they like behind closed doors? Are they a tight group? It doesn't seem like it on field, you know, but are they a tight group? Is there a good connection there? Mm. Um, you know, and, and only you only really know that once you're in there. But it seems like at the moment they are lacking a lot of direction, a lot of leadership on field. Yep. Um, and it's going to be a long, hard road for them. Yep, definitely. All right, final word on the Adelaide Crows. How good are they, Dom? What do, what do you see them doing? Well, look, you expect them to finish in the top eight. You think they'll finish between six and eight, which would be, you know, which would be fantastic for them. You still probably think against the better teams that they probably don't bat deep enough in the midfield. You know, they're starting two or three midfielders at A-graders, and then after that, it drops off. So, look, I, I, you'd expect them to win to make finals, which would be a, a positive season for them. All right, good on you, Dom. Thanks for that. The Crows, 122-point winners over the West Coast Eagles. 10-goal two from Tex Walker. He leads the Coleman. Amazing stuff. You're listening to Footy Talk. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Listener, please hit the like button and leave us a review or rating. New episodes every day at lunchtime. We'll hand it over now to the guys at Optus Stadium who will take us through the clash between Frio and the Tigers. You're back with footy talk around the grounds. Uh, Andrew Embley and Tommy Atkinson here at Optus Stadium, Embers, where the Tigers, they fought off a very, very good Dockers outfit in the last couple of terms. Yeah, it was definitely a Richmond game, wasn't it? When the rain came during the week and the ball was on the ground a lot, you just felt like they were suited to being stronger around the contest. And they certainly set the scene early. Freo kicked the first of the game, but then... That was followed up by the next four from Richmond, and it was their stars, wasn't it? Uh, we spoke about Taranto's first half. He was just brilliant, and then Bolton's second half was just as good. Uh, Cochin and Martin, uh, they were just fantastic around the contest, and Rewald had a really big third quarter, yeah. but Freo were just chasing tails. It, it wasn't a Fremantle game, but 
when things aren't on your terms, you just got to find a way to be able to, to impact more. And we spoke about Nat Five potentially in that third quarter when the game definitely swung in favour of Richmond. He had to get on ball. He was the kind of guy that needed to get around the contest for Fremantle. So, unfortunately, it's a, when, you, when you start the season so slow, and you know when you look at their loss tonight, the bye probably came at the wrong time for them because they had all the momentum. They were playing some good footy, but they didn't look the same side tonight in these conditions. So it, uh, it makes it difficult for them now because they're obviously chasing to play finals footy. They've got the Giants next week away. That game will not be easy. They come back, they play Essendon, and then they've got the Western Bulldogs. Yeah, so the draw gonna... gets hard for Frio in the back end. They've got a couple of winnable games yeah. coming up, and then it gets real kind of tough. I and mean, they got the uh, they got... West Coast towards the back end of the year, so you can put I'll down that one, yeah. a percentage boost. But there was the two star players tonight. They shared it one half each. So yep. Taranto on the first half yeah. was out of control. Of the group. He had 22 in the first half, couple of goals, dominated everywhere and finished uh, his work off. And if there's one thing people have said about his game is his kicking efficiency mm. isn't that good. Um, today went at 71% uh, disposal efficiency in the wet, kicked a couple of goals. He dominated the first half. And then, like you said, the second half was all about Shea Bolton, who just, the way he can spread from a contest, yeah. he was bounce, bouncing the ball in the wet, one twos, and then kick that sealer with a big mark right before the end of the game. And Beast mentioned the, the meters gained as well. He was just uh, super, and yeah, you're right. They've got a lot of good players in this side right now. The sixteen Premiership players played tonight. Yeah, and, and they made a difference. All those guys. You know, we spoke to Grimes after the game. He was just brilliant. Uh, you know, his ability just to get the job done from week to week. Vloston as well. So, and then you rewatch the third quarter. I think I've mentioned. So overall. It was, uh, you know, they win two games in two weeks. Like the Giants game, I thought, was a brilliant effort yeah. on the road. And then they come here to Perth on the road again, up against a side that had the week off, that were fresh. And they put in a performance like that. They, uh, they were super tonight, the Tigers, and they deserve all the credit they get. Because Frio in the first 10 minutes dominated. I think the inside 50s were about 9-1 to one or 9-2. to two, And they got the one goal, mm. but they didn't get two or three. And then Richmond just went bang, bang, bang and kind of uh, fought back and just... Got themselves back into the game when you, when you thought in the first quarter this is going to be one-way traffic, even on the wet, the Dockers going to dominate. You've got to take your opportunities. And you're right, Frio certainly dominated. They got the game played in their forward half, but just weren't able to convert. And then Richmond, uh, knock on, surge on. They win territory. They get the game inside uh, their forward 50. It's not pretty, but they find a way to, um, you know, to hit the scoreboard and... You know, right now they're in 12th position. They're on 22 points, and uh, the Western Bulldogs are, you know, on 28. So they're a, a game and a half outside the finals. Now, I'm not saying that Richmond are going to play finals right now, but the teams in front of them, um, Fremantle losing uh, this game, that's, uh, that's, you know, it's a big one. It's so, a big one, yeah. Yeah, so uh, the Frio... Uh, as I said, uh, with a slow start to the season, they're going to find it really difficult to be able to... They just can't afford to drop any games now. Yeah. And uh, they dropped one tonight, which they would have almost put in the book on the way that they've been playing over the last month. So they win by 15 points. So we're talking about Shea Bolton. So he's had mm. 33, 11 inside 50s, a goal, 16 contested, six clearances, five tackles, 
It's the one goal for Shea Bolton towards yep. the end. He's yeah. putting two fingers up towards me. Uh, it's the one goal towards the end there. But the big thing was the metres gain. So yeah. almost a 1,000 Have we metres. seen that before? Oh, I'm sure it has been out there. We'll have to uh, maybe get the stats. Uh, a 1,000 metres gain. Yeah. The way that he broke the lines, the way that he ran and carried, the way that he just went from you know working hard in defence, linking up, and then just you know he, he started a lot of change from half back. And you know, I think I might have mentioned there was a really critical moment uh, with about maybe 10 minutes to go in the last quarter where Frio were coming. They had the momentum. They kicked the first couple of goals off the last quarter. And they were about to go inside Ford 50 from a stoppage. And Bolton was just able to just put a smother on. And and from that, the ball goes down the other end. And suddenly the, the, the territory battle just swings on that. And, and they go down and they score. And and I just think, you know, small things like that are just huge. But his game tonight was just super. And, and obviously to watch him live and, and to see the way that he was able to um, to cover the ground was just brilliant. So, so Rewalt kicked 2-3. He equals uh, Kevin Bartlett. Yeah. Fourth all-time for the Richmond footy club. Couldn't get over the top and get into third place. He'll do that next week. Been a super yep. player. A uh, couple of things for the Dockers. Uh, Caleb Sarong was fantastic. Andy Brayshaw tried hard. Uh, James Aish got cleaned up yeah, in yep. that contest. Now, we, we're not sure if there'll be a report, but there was oh, head, yeah, head he, contact. He's in trouble. Yeah, and, and this is the rule. If you decide to bump, and Did young, he bump though, or young just Mansell, a collision with two guys young, going to Young Mansell, he tucked his arm in, and he bumped him, and he made contact on the head. So... For mine, straight away, that's uh, that's a week. Yeah, so Aish uh, went off with concussion and looked in a bad yeah. way, and um, Nat Fife just straight to him. Yep. His like, headband went flying yeah. and made sure he was okay, and he almost went back and tried to take the kick before Fife, he said, uh, he's Fife not okay. Fife came up, and, uh, and they live together. They know each other really yeah. well, obviously, and, and that's you know, saw his eyes, and straight away goes, well, hang on, mate, and uh, he said, what do you reckon? And straight away, when he said that to James Aish, it almost looked like, yeah, you know, I'm not good. And uh, that's disappointing because Ace has had a really good season and he was, um, you know, one of Freo's best players up until he got injured. He, uh, he finished with 26 disposals and uh, missed most of the last quarter. And we spoke quite a bit about Michael Walters coming on as a sub, how yeah. he was a bit perplexed by why they didn't start with him. So he came on and kicked a couple of goals. But to show how invaluable he was, there are other small forwards who normally play good and you expect in these conditions to play well. So Bamfield had two, got subbed off. Yep. Frederick had six, didn't kick a goal, got subbed off. Uh, Sturt, barely saw him, had a goal, wasn't sure he was even out there. And then Walters came on, had eight touches, two goals, couple of inside 50s and a quarter and a bit, more than any one of those players. So the two strange decisions, and I mentioned this uh, through the call a little bit, but Michael Walters started as a sub. So, yeah, we know that he hurt his calf, but you're either 100% fit, and if you say you are in to play... Mate, what are you playing him as a sub for? Yeah. You remember when Adelaide did it? I think it was with Tom Lynch. Yeah. And they played right. him as a sub and he wasn't ready. He went down to the rooms, had to find his boots. And that's what happens. It like, was a let's disaster. Say, you know, if they had lost a player in the first 30 seconds, then he's out there anyway. So I um, I thought that was strange playing Michael Walters as a sub. He came on tonight, had a big impact on the game, but it was almost too late. And the other one was Nat Fife in that third quarter when... Richmond really started to get on top, and they were getting on top because players like Cochin, players like Dustin Martin were around the contest winning yeah. the football, Bolton. And I'm not saying this changed the game whatsoever, but Nat Fife was stuck inside forward 50 
for almost 23 minutes off that third quarter. He, uh, I think he was seven touches at halftime. He was still on seven touches with three minutes to go. And he, uh, in the, he would have had maybe five or six clearances going on ball late in the third quarter. Like he, him and Michael Walters were the two players that I felt turned that game for Fremantle to give him a chance in that last quarter. So 15-point winners to the Tigers. They uh, held off a spirit. Spiritable? Is that a word? Yeah, we'll go with that. Spirited hey, is the don't, word. Don't look at me for um, English, mate. Uh, Dockers outfit in the second half after they dominated the first half there, the Richmond Tigers. Uh, goal kickers for Frio. Amos kick for Walters had a couple and singles down there to Fifey and to Tracy. Uh, for Richmond, uh, short kick three. Rewalt and Taranto had a couple each and singles to Bolton, Ross and Curvis and Mansell. Uh, the latter right now for both teams we wrap things up. Uh, the Dockers stay in 10th, 24 points. They've played 12 games. Richmond, they move up to 12th, uh, 22 points. They've played 13 games, though, so one more than the teams around them. Last question, can Richmond play finals? Oh, listen, I haven't had a good look at their draw. I know they've got St Kilda next week. Uh, they'll start uh, probably as favourites in that particular game at the MCG. So I, um, you look at the teams outside right now, and I would have thought maybe Fremantle definitely. Yeah. And potentially maybe the Gold Coast Suns. Fremantle lose this particular game. So uh, I'm not uh, convinced that uh, Fremantle can jump in right now. So the teams that are inside the eight for mine, the Western Bulldogs look like these are starting to um, maybe just fall a little bit. Yeah, they their record against the top eight over the past two seasons yeah. is not good at all. All right, we'd love to get your feedback. If you want to be involved, you've got a question for us, uh, you can check us out on Instagram at the footy talk underscore pod. TikTok at Footy Talk Pod. I know you're a big TikTok man, Embers. Uh, and tomorrow, a Big Freeze special show. Get around this with Joey Montagna, David Neitz, and Beck Danaher. Listener.